Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. On this Memorial Day, we want to remember those who have given their lives to sacrifice for our freedom, especially those even today in the United States Armed Services that are paying the penalty and also under these mandates and stress where the religious freedom is being violated. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, Matt, a little history lesson here. Starting, It started with Decoration Day. On May 5th, 1868, General John Logan, leader of the Organization for the Northern Civil War Veterans, called for a nationwide day of remembrance later that month. So he said the 30th of May, 1868, is designated for the purpose of strewing with flowers or otherwise decorating the graves of comrades who died in defense of their country during the late rebellion and whose bodies now lie in almost every city, village, hamlet, churchyard in the land, he proclaimed. And then this decoration day was celebrated for many years. And then we fast forward up until 1968, when Congress passed the Uniform Monday Holiday Act, which established Memorial Day as the last Monday in May in order to create a three-day weekend for federal holiday for federal employees. But of course, it has a much more deeper significance than just a long weekend for us today. And Southern women scattered spring flowers on the graves of both Northern and Southern soldiers who died during the Civil War. And that was also part of the history of Memorial Day. 1923, President Calvin Coolidge, he quoted the verse from John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And he said that there can be no peace with the forces of evil. Peace comes only through the establishment of the supremacy of the forces of good. That way lies through sacrifice. You know, one of the amazing things as we celebrate Memorial Day and honor those men and women who not only have in the past died given the ultimate sacrifice or have been injured permanently or temporarily because they have taken shrapnel or a bullet or some other kind of injury to fight for freedom, but also the current members of all six branches of the military, which also includes the Space Force. We have the privilege of representing them in a lawsuit against the United States Department of Defense, one of the uh, high-ranking members of the military uh, that we represent, uh, spoke on a conference call, which we have regularly with these men and women in the armed services regarding their religious exemptions that they have filed with respect to opting out of these COVID shots. And he said, we have been trained to fight the enemy. We've been trained to go to battle. We've been trained to sacrifice everything, to lay down our lives. But we were not prepared for this. What he was referring to, they were not prepared to fight against their own military forces. They were not prepared to fight against the Department of Defense. They were prepared to give their lives to defend the United States Constitution and the freedom that we enjoy. Now, so virtually, the virtually they're military, fighting enemies within. Yeah, the military is actually not honoring the religious freedom and the Constitution. In fact, if you go back to March of 2021, during a confirmation hearing with 
then uh, at the time Lloyd Austin, who is the Secretary of Defense, he was nominated by Joe Biden, he told the senators during his confirmation hearing that he wanted to, quote, purge, close quote, the military. That's his words, not mine. And he was referring to January 6th specifically. What he said is that we can fight the external enemies, but we can't do that effectively if we have internal enemies. Mm -hmm. He's referring to men and women in the United States military. He was playing off of January 6th. Well, the fact is he was thinking about something even broader than January 6th. He was thinking about people with whom he and Biden have an ideological disagreement with. Those and who are of Christian faith. Christian faith, those who are very patriotic, those who support the Second Amendment, even veterans. I mean, if you go back to 2009 with regards to the Department of Homeland Security, Janet Napolitano uh, came out with a report right after her confirmation, and she listed domestic terrorists, and among those would be individuals who would be uh, those who support the Second Amendment, those who are veterans. She eventually had to apologize to the veterans for that statement, but she actually listed veterans as those who would be part of a category to watch that could be domestic terrorists. Right. Many of those beliefs and those characters, the whole reason why they enter into the military to begin with, to defend those rights. I mean, you look at, for example, Obama. He talked uh, in 2022 about censoring more on the social media, internet platforms, censoring what? Censoring things that they don't agree with. You see, for example, this uh, governance disinformation board, uh, this disinformation governance board that mm -hmm. uh, the Department of Homeland Security established. They got a lot of heat for it. It was to censor, quote, disinformation and misinformation with regards to the elections, with regards to other issues such as COVID. They are opposed to other viewpoints, what we see in the military, and you have to ask yourself, why are we seeing this, is a purging of the men and women in the military. And I use that not lightly because if you think about it logically and scientifically and factually, you have this. You have every state in the union has dropped the mask mandates. Even Hawaii no longer requires masking. A federal court required the masking mandate that the CDC imposed on flights to stop. I have recently taken two flights, uh, very, very few people, except for, interestingly, more young people than old, mm -hmm. older people. Um, and, and even the very young people are wearing masks, not all, but if you're going to find one, it's going to be more likely on a young person than it is an older person, uh, which is interesting. Yeah. And again, not everyone, there's more that don't, but the mask mandate's gone for travel. People are jammed in the aircraft. They're jammed in the terminals. No masking mandates for any of the states. The masking mandate has been dropped for all six branches of the military. The Marines no longer require quarantine or isolation for COVID-positive people. For example, at Paris Island, a captain in the United States Marine testified in our military case that COVID-positive individuals will bunk in the same barracks as COVID-negative individuals. The commandant of the Air Force Academy said earlier this year that Omicron has not interfered with the operation of the forces. A two-star and a three-star general over UCOM, which is the European Command Center, anyone that's deployed in any of the UCOM jurisdiction is under that, all branches of the military, two-star and three-star. We have the documentation corresponded with each other regarding placing people who were necessary because they're short-staffed, 
that are unvaccinated. The three-star approved it. The two-star said it does not pose any threat to the forces. What we see is uh, recruiting is down all across all branches of the military because men and women do not want to enter into this kind of environment. It's the worst morale that we've seen in recent decades in the military under the Biden administration because of these shop mandates. Why in the world for a young generation where there have been more people for a fact die in one year from the COVID shots in the military than since the inception of COVID from COVID, why would you continue to insist that they get the shots? especially when many of them already had COVID and you have natural immunity. Why? Why would you do that? Why with the no masking? Why with the no isolation and quarantine? Why when more people die in one year from the COVID shots in the military than since the inception have died from COVID in the military? Why this younger population that is least likely to have adverse effects? It's because that Unlike everyone else, where the shop mandates are falling by the wayside, the military still enforces it, whether it's the number one person in the Air Force Academy that we represent or a general uh, in the United States military. It's because I think they want to purge the men and women of faith from the military. Let me give you another example of a sacrifice. This man is stationed in Korea. He has been there, supposed to be there for one year unaccompanied, meaning he's there by himself, his family's back in the United States. His uh, son, his child, was born while he was deployed. Um, he's nine going on ten months. He's never seen his child. He was supposed to come back home in December when his one-year unaccompanied tour of duty was ended. He would come back. They have him hostage. They say you can't come back and visit your wife and family and your son until you take the COVID shot. Uh, that's happening all over the globe. He sent us a couple of weeks ago a letter or an email pleading for help. His wife is now considering self-harm, which means suicide. Uh, this is happening across the board, it's all tragic. over the United States and the world in our military. For more information, go to our website, lc.org, lc.org forward slash military regarding anything related to these cases. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. 